This is Jade Robran. Six minutes past two o'clock on this Valentine's Day and I'm asking you to call in and tell us how you met. I've got a huge box of chocolates from our friends from Men's to give away. So call in, how did you meet? Or if you've got a Valentine's story from today, we also would love to hear that too. 8223 0000. But now a delicate mission is underway at Adelaide Airport to relocate a piece of aviation history. The Vickers Vimy. It's being pulled apart so it can be moved for the public to see inside the new terminal. Brenton Cox from Adelaide Airport joins us as well as Ian Miles from Art Lab. Australia. Gentlemen, welcome to the program. I'd love to ask you uh, if you could tell us, a lot of us know about the Vickers Vimy, but maybe not so much about the history and and where it came from and and why it landed at Adelaide Airport. Can I I ask, let's what is it? What is the the Vickers Vimy? I'll lend that over to Brenton to start and I'll fill in some details if you like. Sounds like a plan. Brenton? (laughs) (laughs) We, it it's funny because it's Valentine's Day, which uh, you just reminded me, which is a bit embarrassing, but there are a lot of people in love with this aircraft and it's because it's funny, you, you see it, it is huge, uh, it's much bigger than people appreciate and you just wonder how on earth did this fly? It's a modern miracle, well, not so modern, it's, it's, it's over 100 years ago now and, and yeah. the story really goes back to, 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 to when flight was in its infancy and at the time... This was a flight record by a factor of, of four. You know, it flew from the UK to Australia as part of the great air race that was sort of spawned after um, the First World War. And to, to, to the very <laughs> the fact that it even got here um, is a story in its own right. And what it does, it tells you that a couple of South Australians who flew this plane um, from one side of the world to the other, mm. doing something that no one thought that could be possible. When you see that and you, you see the plane and you hear the story, what it sets you up is what on earth might we be capable of over the next hundred years? It, it's a, so while it's a piece of history, it's the sort of piece of inspiration uh, for the future as well. And, and I'll, I'll stop there because I know Ian actually, um, having you know, worked with Ian on this and um, you know, where I represent the airport and, and, and Ian is doing an incredible job on the relocation at the moment, he tells you a, a pretty good tale on the history of flight that I think he's better placed <laughs> to more than fill the gap. Yeah, well, Brendan, thank you. And, of course, we're talking about South Aussie brothers, Sir Keith and Ross Smith, who uh, who flew the London to Australia Air Race in 1919 to 1920, I believe. But, Ian, I mean, why why was it such an incredible mission? Oh, this this aircraft is... It's a converted uh, World War One bomber. I mean, it went into development where they... The design at the time, this was a peak of, of, of engineering at, at the time. There was another aircraft, a much larger one than this, uh, this aircraft, and these were both biplanes. So by biplane, we've got a, a wing above and a wing below, and then you've got interplane struts in between. And this, these had a twin engine, uh, quite close to the cockpit. So it's a very big aircraft. The Handley Page that was his predecessor was about 30 meters across. Yeah. Uh, which is the largest of its kind in the, one of the largest of its kind in the world. And the Vickers Vimy, uh, was developed as, um, as its successor, uh, um, again, to enter the, se- the First World War. Mm-hmm. Now, this didn't really see any kind of action in, in the First World War. Um, it got to, um, prototype stage and it, it, um, it was in itself about 21 meters, 21 and a half meters across and about 13, 
1.2 meters long. It's a very large biplane. And it's all fabricated from basically a timber frame covered with um, uh, Irish linen that's got this thing called dope on, on top that shrinks the fabric on top of the frame, yeah. which makes it very lightweight. But this, this aircraft was absolutely phenomenal. I, I, just, I tried to put it in perspective with a flight when we know the Wright brothers. We can see adverts on television you know, with the Wright brothers plane. It's just this timber, timber frame structure with a little bit of fabric over it. Mm. And this was in this was in 1903. So just at the end of 1903, in December 1903, we had the first flight of about 56 seconds, not far above the ground, but it was it was the controlled flight of an aircraft. And then later on, we had in 1909, crossing the English Channel, we had Louis Bolero, 1909. Wow. And then we've got in an aircraft in 1990, not 10 years later, we've got an aircraft that we're saying, oh, you know. It must have been Ross in there and say, oh, well, why don't we fly to Australia? There's a, <laughs> there's a competition on for £10,000. Let's do it. There's another chap that's gone in, in June of this year, in, in 1919, and he flew from the Old Crock and Brown flight of the only other aircraft to fly from Greenland over to, over to the UK, crashing the Boggan Island. And it, it successfully um, had the flight of 16 hours to get and win that £10,000 prize. So the only other aircraft... In existence is Avimi here in, in Adelaide, flown by the Ross Smith brothers. It's absolutely a fantastic achievement by these guys, so brave, putting their, putting their, um, their efforts and their lives uh, towards this, this journey. This, this aircraft that had to have, um, land in places, a phenomenal story, but a, a series of places that we've got that hop skipped about 1500 kilometers about here to Sydney. Wow. And then they had to refuel and, and they had to re-rig everything to make sure everything was um, functional again mm. and have several stops all the way over, over 20 stops to get here to Australia. But it just got here and and then it, it said, nope, that's it. <laughs> I've had enough. <laughs> and it needed a series of repairs to get it down to Adelaide, where we see it now. And where has it been living and where is it going to go? It's actually in a bespoke building. It, it's had a little bit of a coloured history and that, um, yeah, colourful history, should I say. But uh, the, the, the upshot was that it, it um, ended up in the War Memorial in Canberra mm-hmm. uh, in about 1941. And then in about 50, uh, 55, it was taken off display. Um, basically, there are other conflicts and it's such a large aircraft. And there was, um, there was a bit of a um, bit of an uproar, really, and um, we got it down to um, down to Adelaide, mm-hmm. um, and it was put into this bespoke building in in fifty seven and opened in fifty seven in this uh, outer car park uh, in the uh, War Memorial. I say outer; it used to be part of uh, communication links for uh, traffic and passengers to be able to come and see and view this fantastic aircraft um, in its uh, bespoke building, but. Um, it's kind of a bit detached now. Uh, Brenton can help us through that um, with regards to its position at the moment in this building and its uh, uh, future relocation in the in the new text building.
I'm talking to Brenton Cox, who is the head boss there at Adelaide Airport, and also Ian Miles from Art Lab Australia. And we're talking about the Vickers Vimy aircraft, which was flown by South Aussie brothers Sir Keith and Ross Smith in that famous flight London to Australia Air Race in 1919 to 1920. And uh, it's being moved, it's being taken apart, and it'll be put back together and uh, shown for the public in Adelaide Airport's new terminal expansion. Brenton, uh, where will it be located? Whereabouts in this, in the new airport? Yeah, as Ian mentioned, you know, in 2005, 2006, so we we had the wonderful terminal um, that we now all travel from. And the downside of that is it did, in a way, orphan um, the Vimy. So, you know, you really had to, had to know where you're looking for to find it. So, it's been a long time coming, a long time planned, and, and we wanted to get it into the have pride of place in the terminal itself. But what people might not appreciate is that it needs to be in light controlled, you know, atmosphere controlled from a temperature and humidity perspective, and also vibration controlled. It's why is that? Um, it's it's quite enormous and it's very old and very fragile. Mm-hmm. And Ian's talking about the fabric that it's made of before it can very very quickly disintegrate when it's um, just the accumulation of um, moisture or light over time um, can actually wear it down because this is something we're custodian of. It's not just about the next 5, 10, 20 years. You know, we want this to be here in a 1,000 years' time. Yes, of course. Um, so you've got to protect it. And so it's not something that, you know, you might sometimes see some World War II fighter jets that are, that are sitting in a terminal somewhere or they're actually tiny in comparison to this thing and, and a lot more... Um, I guess more durable. So we we didn't really have the spot to put it, and we we investigated a whole bunch of different locations. But we've been in the course of a two hundred million dollar redevelopment of the main terminal, which is which is an expansion of the existing terminal environment to provide additional, um, largely international passenger processing space and enhanced retail. And and that whole um, design of that expansion gave us the chance to to work in how can we how can we put the Vimy prior to place mm. and now. Um, we also have to face the challenge of keeping it in its atmospheric bubble in the terminal itself. So it's going to be into the main terminal, um, but it's, it's something that you won't be able to see when you're a passenger walking through the terminal because you actually have to go into this exhibition space that we're, that we're developing. Oh, it's okay. where there's a... Yeah, there's a there's the, the new hotel there, which is also there's a taxi drop-off yes. area. Yes. Uh, there's a, um, the Atura circuit as it goes around. On the left there, as you would, could get dropped off um, in a taxi or if you're going to go to the hotel, there's right there is part of the new terminal expansion. On the on the ground floor, you'll be able to go in and for the first time actually be able to walk in into the same environment that Vimy Aircraft is there. At the moment, it's um, just because it's a little bit of an older environment, we didn't have the technology around um, really just air conditioning as we do today. The new environment will be able to set up so that people will be able to go in and be able to maintain the atmosphere control. You won't be able to touch it, um, but you'll be able to be within the same enclosure as the aircraft. You know, for the first time, walk around it. There's a mezzanine area that you can get on top and look down and get a sense of the scale of this incredible machine. And you know, we're fitting it out with the story, and it'll be something that you can come and see if you're if you're travelling. Um, but you can also come and see if you're not travelling and you just want a, want a piece of the history. Uh, and we're hoping, hoping there's going to be school groups that can come down and 
um, gain a little bit of inspiration for where the future might be, particularly you know, we've got the, you know, the Australian Space Centre in Adelaide. You, know, the, you can't help but think that story of inspiration. They did this 100 years ago. What are we going to be looking back on uh, in, in 100 years' time or doing it there? So, yeah, really easy to get to, really part of that place where in, in the good times there's 30,000 people a day going through the terminal. We're not we're not there at the moment, but um, we'll be back to those sort of levels in the not-too-distant future. My so guess... Just, sorry? I was just saying, it's, 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 there's a bit of a process to get there. You know, we're aiming by the end of this year for it to be in there and having it all fitted out. So uh, Ian's team um, with, uh, with Art Lab are currently uh, d- you know, disassembling it and it's going to move, hopefully in March. Um, once it's in there, it's reassembled. And then at that point, we can then start to fit out um, the exhibition space as well, which will take a bit of time and get us through. Um, you know, before the end of this year, it will be able to be open to the public. Ian, you've worked on a lot of projects. You've been responsible for large you know, industrial and technological objects, public art, buildings, monuments, the conservation and relocation of the World War One Soldiers Memorial and a lot of things here in our, in our state. Where does this rate in regards to the a delicate mission this, this, uh, thanks for asking that. This is uh, uh, by far the um, most significant object and, and fragile object and complex object that I've had the privilege to work on. It's, it's an extraordinary machine. Um, I've, I joined Art Lab and I'm the uh, senior metals conservator here at Art Lab. Uh, we've got a, a team of conservators from all different specializations, paper, textiles, um, objects, metals, uh, we've got um, people that can assist in this uh, composite object. I say composite because it's got multi, uh, it's, it's got a multi, uh, multitude of different materials. Um, it's metals, it's fabric. So you could liken it to a painting um, uh, where you've got an oil painting or uh, an easel painting if it's got tears in it. Uh, we've lost Ian, but uh, we will get him back. My guests are Brenton Cox from the Adelaide Airport and also Ian Miles from Art Lab Australia, who uh, the team are putting, well, taking apart, then putting back together the uh, the plane down at Adelaide Airport, the Vickers Vimy aircraft, which will be moved into the new terminal. We'll take a short break, but if you've got any questions that you'd like to ask, you're interested in this, 8223 Did you know that rosemary is sometimes used as a simple way to say goodbye? As an evergreen plant, rosemary is associated with remembrance and eternal life. It's simple touches like these that make simplicity funerals simply different. Australia's biggest arts festival at Adelaide Fringe from the 18th of February to the 20th of March. With over 1,000 shows, act now and get your tickets. Supported by principal partner Bank SA. Search Adelaide Fringe today. We're forgetting the kids back to school and helping mum and dad kick some goals. Turning C-minuses into B-pluses and landing our dream work roles. We're forgetting back to nature, filling coastlines with happy campers, afternoons in the dunes with our besties and the most epic picnic hampers. So come on, Adelaide, let's do this. Show some love. Hug a hater. We're for you and we always will be. But this year, we're for greater. The Advertiser, we're for you. 
You don't always have to be in a physical hospital to receive the care you need. My Home Hospital brings hospital-level care straight to you in the comfort of your own home. My Home Hospital is a wellbeing SA service available at no charge to eligible public patients anytime, day and night across the metropolitan Adelaide area, Gawler and Mount Barker regions and their surrounds. To find out if you're eligible, talk to your doctor today or visit myhomehospital.sa.gov.au. This message brought to you by the Government of South Australia. How far would you go for your dream kitchen? And how far would you go to not deal with organising all the trades? How about 15 minutes up the freeway to Balhanna Kitchens by Design? To the largest showroom in the Adelaide Hills. Custom build your dream with our award-winning designers. Plus, we can manage the installation and all sub-trades at a fixed price. Balhanna Kitchens by Design. It's not too far to go to make your dream a reality. Balhannakitchens.com.au Is that one there? Oh, no. Oh, found one. Maybe not. Small car hiding behind the big ones. Oh, are they leaving? No, they're getting their bags out the back. I'll just do one more lap. The worst part about shopping is you usually spend more time looking for a park than in the shops. Not at Newton Central. With access to over 500 car parks, you'll never have to do one more lap of the parking lot before you shop. Newton Central. Gorge Road, Newton. It's Value the Australian Way at Coles with great fresh specials this week. Like juicy, loose white seedless grapes. 100% Aussie and just $4.40 a kilo. This week at Coles. Offer ends Thursday. Jade Robran on 1395 Adelaide's 5AA. 24 minutes past 2 o'clock and we're talking about a piece of history here in South Australia. The Vickers Vimy, a delicate mission, is underway at the Adelaide Airport to relocate the Vickers Vimy into the new terminal, the new $200 million terminal there. And we're talking to Brenton Cox, who is the Adelaide Airport Managing Director, and also Ian Miles from Art Lab Australia, who is uh, been given the tough task, a very responsible task, of taking it apart and piecing it together for its new home. And we're just talking about that delicate mission but Brenton I wanted to ask you because this uh, this move would have cost an absolute fortune <laughs> uh, look it, it, it doesn't doesn't come cheap but you know the it's a national treasure and priceless and you know we're custodian here I can tell you that what though it, it wouldn't have been possible we've actually had support of both state and federal government to make this happen and and actually that I think probably to get that all to happen in the first place was a really Quite incredible grassroots campaign, just because there's a such a large group of people that absolutely love the aircraft and what it represents. That we'll probably be able to get the message out timed around um, the centenary in 2019, and, and at that point, I think we're able to sort of um, the message was was very clear um, amongst our, our local, our state government and federal government how mm. important it would be to support this. So we're all chipping in a third, a third, a third, and. Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's um, a lot more money than you would ever quite imagine, but um, it probably, uh, it's probably, it's priceless, so no, no amount is ever enough at the same time. But, but you really have to think there's a, there's a huge, it's got a huge following, this aircraft, dedicated people, and uh, thanks to that that the government has, um, has been able to chip in and, and has sort of had the support 
uh, to be able to chip in in the way that, uh, that they have. Well, I really would love to ask you about those because there's always, you know, when there's a piece of history and, and classical history like this that, you know, is a, an object so loved, it always attracts a lot of, you know, followers and, and people that are really dedicated to the cause. Uh, who is the group and, and, and why are they so passionate and what did they do to, to put pressure on the, on the governments to, to spend up big and make sure that, you know, for many generations to come can, can see this? I, I'd have to start naming names, and I, <laughs> and I, I don't want—I don't want to do that um, on, on radio. But it, but it, it actually is quite grassroots. It's just a number of people that came together through the story, and um, there are a couple of really passionate people and well-known South Australians and, and well-known people internationally as well that have followed this story and and came together and actually formalised the group. And I, and I don't—I wouldn't sort of describe it as putting pressure. It was probably more just being able to tell the story and, and bring it. To a wider audience than it might otherwise have passion have come probably to instead of pressure heap of passion heaps of passion um, so no incredible incredible group and um, some really passionate South Australians as part of it. So can you tell us a bit about how you incorporated the new space for the Vimy within you know the recently completed terminal expansion project? I mean we we have a long range master plan so twenty years and a 30, 30 year vision so we, we're always planning ahead and. So this is something that was in the mix for a while. So as, as concepts become detailed designs, um, it was really just around um, how we could accommodate it and the conditions that it would take. And when it became clear that it, it couldn't be right in the mi- middle of things in terms of the flow and it needed to be as part of it, but just um, you know on the, on the edge of the terminal, then it was just about designing a space that was big enough and that could have the aircraft move in and move out and since then the detailed work's been more around how does the aircraft get essentially taken apart and put back together in a way where you, uh, you know, the way I've described it before is, you know, the kid used to play Meccano and every now and then you'd, you'd have all these bolts left over. There's no room for having bolts left over <laughs> at, at the end, um, you know, with this beautiful thing. So now long, long planning for a long time, but once we, once we secured the funding, it, it was able to accelerate relatively quickly. I know, that was three years ago, so it doesn't. That might not sound um, fast, but but in an aircraft that's a hundred years old, um, and you know, hopefully, is going to be there for eternity. It's um, it's just a short space of time. Well, Ian, you're the man in charge of making sure that there's no bolts left over. <laughs> uh, <laughs> do you have to bring in special machinery to to take it apart and put it all together? And how how on earth are you going to tackle this? I, I can only I can only thank Adelaide Airport and uh, the team, the relocation team, which is exhibition designers, architects, um, just structural engineers, and so forth, that, that have all contributed to make it much easier a move and safer a move for the aircraft. I mean, it, it is it is a, a phenomenally um, important aircraft and one that we've got to take extraordinary care. Uh, and this is going to sound really simple, but using the KISS principle. The aircraft was meant to come apart at certain certain parts. The outer wings were meant to be detached and uh, away from the away from the fuselage. So that lends itself to the to the methodology, and it uh, and it's going to sound terribly simple, but I'm literally putting it onto a scaffold framework, and the scaffolders have done a very delicate, extraordinary complex scaffolding of support for both the um, the wings and the fuselage. And literally put in some chassis underneath it, and we're making these as oversized trailers. And um, we're going to tow them, 
um, with the tow tug, and um, then we're going to tow them into the new exhibition building along the uh, the airport Adelaide Airport Road route road network. It's about two point one kilometres, and uh, it's going to be a very slow. We're doing it at a walking pace. We've got a smooth uh, roadway, mm-hmm. so any of the bumps and spoon drains and so forth, everything's going to be smooth and and vibration free, and they're, they're going to be wrapped up parcels. So the the environment we're currently in at the moment will be maintained until we get it into the new building and the new walling can be erected, and then we can unwrap and uh, and uh, reassemble the object, and hopefully with no bolts left over. <laughs> <laughs> Bit like when you're driving your baby, your newborn baby, home from the hospital for that first drive, very slow, very delicate. Very slow, <laughs> and if you hear any noises. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> well, good luck, gentlemen. Thank you very much for telling us all about it. Brendan Cox there from Adelaide Airport and Ian Miles from Art Lab Australia.